All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sports Talk KC, number four or five, the Jordan Comeback episode, just for the number, I guess. But, guys, go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up? What it do, KC, Lee 86? What's going on, D-Beach 1492? All right, let's go ahead and kick it off with Patrick Mahomes and the Players' Black Lives Matter video. Uh, we was kind of giving Pat a little bit of uh, – a little bit of uh, the we were kind of pissed off at Pat for a little bit, me and Beats, uh, about some uh, tweets that appeared uh, from back in the day when he was back in college. But as he proven himself in the Super Bowl, he also proven himself as a man and as a fellow uh, black male to stand on his own two feet and uh, speak out for us. So, uh, Lee, what are your thoughts on uh, the Patrick Mahomes and players' Black Lives uh, video? Oh, uh, yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> Very much needed um, from, you know, like you said, Pat and um, Ezekiel Elliott, um, um, Michael Thomas, um, Honey Badger, you know, for these for these guys to use the platform, you know, it's it, like I said, in which their in which their stance is on their platform, the the kind of name and, you know, just their, just who they are, you know, was big, man, for the whole movement and everything. Um, it kind of reminded me um, how when LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Carmelo Anthony did it, I think, at the ESPY Awards, you know, where they kind of took the moment to really stand up what it went down with Trayvon Martin. So it's been going on with the high-powered guys in, in the sports world, Um for Pat and everybody to um, get together and, and do this, um, it's it was really moving. Um, like I said, um, you you have Patrick Mahomes. You know, um, here it is, the MVP of the Super Bowl, MVP. You know, the Super Bowl winning quarterback, youngest to do it, and for him to step up. You know, I like I said before, I was telling you on beats, man, it's just a. A young black man stepping up, being a leader, not just for his team, um, his community, you know, and, you know, his ethnicity. So, you know, with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, I just felt it was much needed and, and just hope that, you know, this kind of wakes the NFL up, so to speak. But I liked it, man. Beast, what you got on the video? Uh, let me backtrack here, buddy, for you. Let me... uh dot your I's and cross your T's for you. Um, where you were for, when you were referring to the, uh, the tweets, um, he actually made those, right. he made those tweets when he was 13. And I, and, th and just, to, okay. and just to be honest, I don't, I don't even know if that was a uh, credible source. Cause if you really think about it, that story didn't pick up any traction. Like if that, if that was really him, I believe, you know, ESPN and, all these other media outlets would have, you know, taken off with that, you know. So I, right. I'm not too sure about that. Like I said, there there is an article out there, but I don't know if we can ask me. I mean, I brought this to, to Cal's attention. I don't even know if we can actually even um, say that that's a, a reliable source, to be honest with you. I just want to start off there. Um, but there's the video. I do want to get – I do want to um, – you know, pay homage to those to those young men for uh, you know speaking out uh, against the NFL and condoning them for not uh, saying Black Lives Matter. 
when they first made their original statement, which was just a, uh, you know, a, uh, a post with, you know, pretty much a worded letter or whatever saying, you know, we condemn racism and we, you know, social justice and stuff like that. But for the players to uh, come together, you know, you had Michael Thomas, Zika Elliott, uh, Deshaun Watson, Jamal Adams, Saquon Barkley. Um, I know there's a couple others in there that I don't, I don't necessarily recognize, but, you know, kudos to those guys. And then obviously Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, for him to uh, come out and uh, actually be a part of the video. I know previously in the week before this video was published, you know, he made a statement on his uh, Instagram and Twitter accounts, you know, talking about his experience and uh, wanting the world to be a better place for his kids and things of that nature. And, uh, uh, I do want to speak towards, you know, uh, the coverage of this uh, video and that, you know, major outlets like ESPN and uh, Fox Sports 1 uh, were saying that this video doesn't hold weight and Patrick Mahomes is not in it. So I, I just pose the question, do you guys kind of agree with that? If Patrick Mahomes is not in this video, does this video even – pick up traction or do anybody does the NFL even uh, have Roger Goodell make a statement, you know, a video, a, a pretty much a reaction video to their video. What uh, do you guys go ahead, Cal. Well, for myself, uh, as of now, Patrick Mahomes is the face of the league. So with him being in that uh, commercial or video, whatever you want to call it, holds more weight than any other mother guys that was in that feed. So for me, Patrick Mahomes, it was pivotal for him to be a part of that, especially being a a uh, a black man himself. Yes, he is half white, but he holds a uh, he has weight within the black community. So it was big for him to do that. In my eyes, I think without Pat, it doesn't hold as much traction. Yeah, and and I um. I kind of sort of agree with that, but at the same time, I still feel there was enough star power. I mean, yeah, you really didn't – you're not looking at no a Super Bowl MVP or a Super Bowl winning player that was really involved in that video. So, yeah, with Patrick Mahomes, like Cal was saying, being the face of this league and, you know, being dominant so young, Thus far, it was really pivotal. Like Cal said, um, he, he has a white mother and a African-American father. So for him to speak out, he knows the best of both worlds, so to speak. So once again, I, I do feel, you know, my last judgment on that is yes, it was pivotal to have Patrick Mahomes a part of the Black Lives Movement and to be featured in that. And another thing I got a question too for you guys is like, we were saying like, why did it take so long for this to even happen? It's like, when it comes to the movement and with Black Life Matters or anything that matters within the black community, it's like certain players hide when the lights come on like roaches do. This is, this is not to make call them roaches, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like they go go put their head in the corner and don't want to speak out about it, dealing with the NFL. But now all of a sudden, 
is being spoken out. I mean, what do you guys feel about that? Uh, I don't feel like necessarily the George Floyd or Ahmaud Arbery uh, incident um, has, you know, has mounted the NFL and these players to now speak up and say something because I'm going to just kind of revert back a little bit like beats like to say, so you can dot your I's across your T's. Let's go back and look at guys like Malcolm Jenkins. Um, that's currently with the New Orleans saints. He's always been very vocal when it comes to this and Quine Bolden, you know? Um, so as far as guys, you know, in the game right now, yeah, there hasn't, been that until this right now like I said you had a little bit of it in the you, you you have it in the NBA where they do the protesting and like I said LeBron James standing up and speaking out of it but the NFL you necessarily really didn't have that hands-on so um your answer to your question, no, I don't think that it took these certain uh, – like they were just hiding or whatever. I mean, because the injustice has been spoken, like I just uh, referred to, about. And so I just feel like it's just a matter of the NFL back in the movement to basically bring things to the light. But it's been, the fight is there. The blood, sweat, and tears and the dedication in the fight for the injustice the injustice towards the black community or black African-American citizens has not been there. I'd feel like the fight has been there though. I really do. Beats. I agree with that? Lee as far as that, because he is right. You had Anquan Bowden, you had uh, players such as Michael, Malcolm Gen- Jenkins, you had Eric Reed, Colin Kaepernick, you got the brother Kenny Stills that's on the Houston Texans. There you go. He's been, um, I'm trying to think of anybody else that's there's or oh, Marcus Peters there for a second. I mean, mm-hmm. but think about it. I mean, I hate to say this. If you think about it, it's kind of the NFL is kind of ran like a uh like a plantation kind of. Um, you know, you have a couple of the sheep, you know. Uh, speak out or whatever, and then they're they're heading to the butcher shop, you know, to get your head. That, and that's kind of what I meant when I p- uh, uh, pitched this question because it was like they were scared to speak out because they may be exited off the lot. You know, they might get captured. Mm-hmm. So I was just was wondering, you know, like why now? And, well, well, I, I was just gonna say just to that point, Cal. Um, the players when that was going on, they're a little bit older. And they're kind of within, I mean, they grew up with, you know, this technology and social media, but they, that, I mean, that's kind of like our generation as far as like, we grew up with it, but we didn't fully grow up with it. We were like, you know, in high school, right. when this stuff really, like, when it really took off, like these kids, like Patrick Mahomes, um, this younger generation, like they grew up with it as far as, you know, and so I think with that, you know, people now just in general, everybody wants to be heard. You have a platform, you have your little mm-hmm. click or whatever or groups that you have on Facebook or Instagram or wherever these social media, uh, you have these little groups and you, you, you know, you speak your voice and you have a, a community of my, of like-minded people. Um, and I, I just think, and then also I think NFL players see the power that uh, NBA players have as far as, you know, LeBron James and um, 
uh, I mean, sorry not to, you know, mention anybody else, but I just can't think of any names right now. But, you know, you have other players in the NBA that speak on things and they have a little bit more, you know, um, leverage to do that. And I think NFL players want to do that too. And plus, you know, like they have their own social media accounts and stuff. Like I said, they have their own little communities. And they can, you know, so they can speak to the people that they want to speak to. Yeah, and and and, and I just kind of wanted to uh, kind of revert back, like Beast was just saying. That's why I brought that up because when the whole Trayvon Martin tragedy went down, you had. That's why I brought that up. Those three guys that were currently in the league and, and considered superstars in the league: LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Carmelo Anthony. They did that little. They did that five-minute thing, I think, you know, right before the ESPY Awards or something like that. So you had – you the voice has been spoken in the NBA, like Beats was saying. And I just wanted to say uh, I appreciate Beats oh, for yeah. mentioning more names as far as guys that has been trying to be that voice in the NFL. I had only mentioned a couple, but the guys that he – followed me up with in name that just goes to show that these guys have been vocal in the NFL. They just haven't had that backing from the NFL. Oh, yeah, like I agree. It's been going on in the NBA. I'm just yeah. speaking as if right. uh, the NFL mm-hmm. uh, on how now it's, you know, with Roger Goodell speaking out on it and things like that, it was like shunned upon to speak on it on certain platforms. ESPN is talking about it. Roger Goodell's out talking about it. It was just, you know, within the NFL. You know, well, I would say this: there's also public pressure in these, and I mean, it's not just the NFL or you know ESPN. I mean, it's just corporations across the board in America that that are making statements and doing things as far. So I think it's a lot of public pressure too to not look like uh, the asshole in this situation. And to be silent. I, I, that's the only thing I could think of. And uh, we're staying within this uh, kind of the same topic. Let's go on off to Drew Brees. Because when we had our show last week, this was uh, trending like a little bit after we had put our show out. And uh, Drew Brees with some statements on the flag, and, you know, players kneeling doing the national anthem and his, his not agreeance with disrespecting the flag and the uh, soldiers that gave their life to this country. But uh, Lee, why don't you go ahead and re- reiterate on the Drew Brees situation and what sparked the haywire with this uh, statement that he made. Yeah, it's just like um, kind of like how uh, me, you, and Beach were talking once this had went down. Um, it's like um, – it's not like he just – came out and said that he was actually how Beats has stated he was actually answering a question that was fabricated for him to answer in that manner but the thing is like I use this for an example for him to say my grandpa my grandfather fought for this country da 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 I never you know disrespect the flag and things of that nature my thing is my example and my strategic that I use against this is that if you tried to if anyone's grandparents african american back in that time you know, um, fought for this country. They came home and witnessed racism at its most daunting point. 
And so for him to say, my grandfather fought for this country, it was your grandfather's generation and things. That was a part of some of the most um, horrific times when it comes to racism in this country. That was my first thing that I took that I didn't like. You know, um, any African-American with any history knows what racism is compared to what is still existing right now in this day and age as we speak. My second quote is that for him to say anything disrespecting the flag is like I told, it's like I was telling you guys. He was one of the main ones with this movement going on. So if that if that question was fabricated to you like that, you should have answered it a whole different way, Drew Brees. That was my only thing, because if you go back to my listeners that may be listening, if you go back and do your history and look at some photos and things, you will see Drew Brees actually kneeling <laughs> during the national anthem. And so... It was just like, now, buddy, are you with the movement or why would you answer it like that? So I can understand why, you know, I could say I was upset at first, why a lot of other people was upset. Steven Jackson, uh, Malcolm Jenkins. um, You just had a whole bunch of guys that was really upset at Drew Brees. And it's, it's because you were showing the dedication to be a part of this movement. But at the same time, you kind of reverted back when another source asked you something based upon that. Don't try to revert back and you was fighting with us and dedicated with us. That's the only thing I didn't like about that. Beast, what you got on Drew Brees, man? Oh, let me just start from the beginning, I guess. I guess I, I won't try to take too much. Take too much of the time. Um, okay, so the original thing as far as the post, Yahoo knew what they were doing. Uh, I think the the little clip was probably like a minute long, and it pretty much just said where Drew Brees said, "Oh, I would never agree with one, agree with anyone who kneeled or disrespect our flag or our military in this country or something like that." Um, there's actually a whole interview where it's actually like three to four minutes long. And there's two people that interview Drew Brees within this exchange. Um, the first person asks about, you know, the George Floyd situation and like the um, the issues uh, surrounding uh, like the, the globe and then in, within this country as well. And he kind of, you know, gave a fluff answer, in my opinion, as far as like, oh, we just need to come together and just solve our issues and things of that nature. And then this other guy got on there and asked uh, specifically about in the NFL about, uh, you know, teammates and other players on different on other teams kneeling. And that's when he said and looked in the camera kind of off putting like, oh, I'll never agree with anybody, anyone that uh, that um, kneels and disrespects our flag and our military and our country. And I think that quote right there is what pissed a lot of people off because it kind of reminds you of Trump, uh, Trump rhetoric as you know, he always says my country and, you know, uh, disrespecting our military and things of that nature. So I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, kind of, you know, rub people the wrong way. And then once he got backlash from it, then he goes on this apology tour and, you know, and, try to, you know, uh, you know, 
cover his tracks, but I, I mean, I don't know. To be honest with you, I mean, he said what he said, in my opinion. So I guess that's to me, that's probably how he really feels. And now it's just whatever. But I mean, if he learns something from it and he knows now that it's not about the flag, it's about, okay, we're in a country that says, oh, we're equal and we're pledging or we're standing up for this flag, but we're not all equal. I think that's the message. But um, yeah, I mean, to me, he already said how he felt. So that's that's how I take it. So. That's my look. And, and in wow. this country, we definitely not equal. But uh, as for the kneeling situation, everybody knew what the whole kneeling thing was. Drew Brees, if you were right. privy to it, you knew what the hell was going on. It wasn't have, it didn't have anything to do with right. disrespect to the flag or soldiers. It was about the black injustice that black men deal mm-hmm. with, and now black mm-hmm. women <laughs> right. deal with within America. That's what it was about. It was no fuck the flag or soldiers. Right. It was nothing of that I was, nature. Oh, That's go ahead. What, I was just go, no, I was, go ahead. I, hold on. I was just going to say right quick. Uh, I, I forgot to say this. I will say this. Uh, there were uh, pictures of Drew Brees all buddy-buddy with Trump at the uh, national uh, championship game uh-huh. LSU played country. Uh-huh. So, so that, yeah, I just thought – I just brought – that just – that picture just came right back in my mind. So I don't know. Maybe that's what, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, like I said, maybe that's his, maybe that's his true feelings. I mean, if that's, that's his opinion, that's his opinion. I don't have to agree with it, but. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say that made it so, so, you know, untimely for Drew Brees to say that, like you said, he know what he was. He know it was the, about the injustice, the police brutality towards the African-American communities. And then for you to, that's what made it confusing. Like, dude, hold on. You, you kneeling just along with everybody else. But the, the, uh, I, um, I was mean, I asked Beats that night. We had talked about this. Beats, did you ever ask your father? Cause I know your dad is a real big, N.O. New Orleans fan. And what does your dad, how does he think about Drew Brees? Did you ever get a chance to catch up with your pops about that? I did. And you're going to be surprised what, what I'm going to say. One, he didn't hear about it. And two, it sounded like he didn't even give a fuck. Right, right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I was just like, okay. Yeah. So I just moved on to the next thing. I was like, yeah. really? It was like, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, it just went right over here. Well, people down, people, people down there in New Orleans may have mm-hmm. a totally different point of view for him. You know, uh, yeah, he may can't do no wrong to people down there. They in want, New Orleans. They, they so, want to keep on know. winning, and they know if anything happens to Drew Brees, I mean, not to say you know that's how Deontay's dad is thinking or nothing like that, but you know, uh, you're right about that, Cal. A lot of black folks want to keep winning down there in New Orleans, and Drew Brees. Uh, is supported by a lot of black folks down there. So, you know, um, that's why I just thought I'd just bring that question up because I did ask Beats that same night we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. And, and another thing, he does a lot within that community. Down he does. There, man. So, like, it, it's kind of hard with uh, this whole Drew Briggs thing. Like, Beats was saying maybe the clip was baited to – to make him look bad and, and things of that nature, it's just kind of hard. I mean, with me personally, I don't know him. I don't really, you know, personally, obviously I don't know him personally. But as a football player, you know, and things of that nature, he don't seem like right. that kind of person. But like I said, when the, when the 
the doors are closed and they're in their libraries with their cigars smoking amongst themselves. Who knows what the conversation is? True. But uh, you guys got anything else nah. in the Drew Brees uh, statement? Mm-mm. Okay, well, uh, staying kind of within the same uh, topic, we're going to go into Kaepernick and the NFL, uh, the state of the NFL right now. Uh, everybody's on Kaepernick's side. Like I said, he was holding the holding us all on his shoulders, kneeling and uh, planting his flag for the Black Lives Matters and the injustice of black people uh, back in, uh, what was that, 2016? 2000, what, 16? Yeah, 16. Yep. Uh-huh. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, uh, was exiled from the NFL because of it. Uh, but like I said, we got players now stepping up, backing the whole situation uh, for the injustice of black people within the country. And uh, like I said, Kaepernick was kneeling because of the injustice of black people, no disrespect to the flag and soldiers, but was exiled out of the league from this. Uh, teams are potentially talking about working with Kaepernick again, <laughs> but we'll see what happens with that. What are you guys' thoughts on uh, Kaepernick right now in the state of the NFL? Well, let's just go with Kaepernick, then we'll go to the state and the NFL. You want to go ahead, B? Uh, yeah, man. Um, you hit it right on the head, man. With with Kaepernick, you know, um, standing up um, for what was right, um, what needed to be said. Um, his actions are now, <laughs> like you said, coming to to the light, or you know, coming to the horizon where that's where he was standing for. He was never trying to disrespect, you know, this country's flag or nothing like that. Um, like you said, man, it's just a crying shame. He was blackballed because of it. Um, he was the black sheep of the NFL. Um, like you said, he was exiled out of this league um, just for trying to stand up for his brothers and sisters. Um I asked you guys this question a couple hours ago. You know, do you feel the NFL owes Colin Kaepernick an apology? And, you know, um, I I pretty much knew what I was going to say. You know, the NFL owes him that and more um, for, for, for the black ball nature, you know, just for a young man trying to, you know, it's a saying that comes back to me that my father always tells me. It's so hard to do the right thing. It's so easy to do the wrong thing in this world. And that just goes to that just goes to say with Colin Kaepernick, it was so hard for him to do the right the, the right thing, but it would have been so easy for him to do the wrong thing. And that's what this country is about. Um, if you're black and you know it's 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 magnified, it's 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 uh it's extra dedication, extra push that has to be involved. Um, and it's just a crying shame. Like you said, Cal, you couldn't have said it no better. He's been exiled from this league. Um, black ball, black sheet. Um, it's just a shame, man. Um, they need to make, you know, the NFL, I feel, you know, they can say all they want that they support him now and want to give him a chance. But I believe it when I see, you know, words, words and little tidbits is, (laughs) <laughs> what they are, words and little tidbits until some action is done, then, hey, you know, 
you owe that man more than the apology because he was just trying to stand up for what was right. And if mm-hmm. I was him, I would, I would say fuck mm-hmm. the NFL personally. I agree with that. And I want to say, and I just come on throw that in there. Everybody uh, want to say, oh, he, 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 he heard about an Air Force One, a Nike shoe deal out of all of it. That's what he's basing Black Lives Matter to. Those people are ignorant. Those people don't have any type of knowledge to what's going on. Those people are selfish. Uh, <laughs> for for you to think he he. You know, based everything. The reason why he did what he did when it came time for his workout, he know the NFL still didn't support him, and he didn't want to be treated like a circus clown. You know, so yeah, I go off and do my own thing and have my own media or whatever because I know I don't have y'all support. If people go back and look at that, it was very big of Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick to still do that. A lot of people think, oh, he just did it for show and stuff like that. I kind of did at first and stuff like that. Like, dude, you're trying to get back. But he knows the NFL didn't have his back and didn't support him. So the NFL was still trying to slap him around. It's, it's just not Mm-hmm. And uh, Beast, what you got on Kaepernick? Uh, it's just uh, unfortunate. It's four years later, and it's still the same thing. And he pretty much paid the ultimate price for it because he he lost the game he loved. Um, but um, sometimes, you know, you got to make sacrifices, especially when you're trying to do something that you you know feel in your heart um, is the right thing to do. Um, he wasn't you know violent, or I mean. I'll, all the man did was kneel during the national anthem. Um, and even before that, um, you know, at first he was sitting and then, you know, people noticed that. And then, you know, he took that opportunity. They asked him in a, you know, in a press conference after the game and, you know, and then it went on from there. But um, just even with him sitting he did speak to a uh, a former, uh, I mean, I guess a, a veteran, and the person said, well, uh, sitting would be disrespectful. You could take a knee, and so he took a knee instead of sitting down mm-hmm. during the national anthem. Um, so, I mean, and then for people to, like you were saying, Lee, as far as people saying, like, the Nike commercial and getting a shoe deal or whatever and getting money from that, um, and so what? I mean, he's still a lot. I mean, still got to provide for yourself. This is a capitalistic uh, exactly. society. So uh, so you still got to make money. And then also, if you really knew anything about him or if you follow him, he does have the Know Your Rights campaign to where he's um, raising money and putting money into uh, black communities for young people to know their rights. So when they are you know, stopped by the police that they know their rights. And then he has other organizations too that help within the black community. So it's not just, it's not just all about him. He's actually, you know, I wouldn't necessarily, I guess you could say on the front lines, but I guess grassroots on, you know, he's on the, he's on the ground, you know, ground floor within the community and doing positive things or at least trying to make, you know, some type of change. So, I just give him kudos for that. And then to that one point, as far as, you know, the NFL, um, you know, saying, I mean, they really, I mean, yeah, they said they haven't, you know, um, 
back their players in their protest or whatever, but they still failed to mention Kaepernick's name and that they actually blackballed him. Um, and now you hear all these different um, teams or whatever. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, we'll, we'll greatly, uh, you know, bring on Cap or, or we were considering here. Well, you considered, but you didn't. So, like Lee said, it, it's what you asked and then like how I mean at this point and shit, might as well say right. Mm-hmm. And then right. my last point is to uh, Mr. Sean Carter: Are we really past kneeling? Because the shit keeps on happening. I'm just saying, referring to his little press conference he had with the NFL right. when he made that deal with that, uh, you know, uh, Super Bowl uh, halftime performance and stuff. So, yeah. Are we really passing him? Huh. No. Woo. Yeah. I agree with you on that, Beats. Well said, brother. No, no I don't no, think we I are mean, passing yeah, I mean, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, we're not. You know, Jay-Z. But, <laughs> <laughs> Or his wife. You say him or his wife. Right. Uh, but yeah, like I said, man, they, they they blackballed that man. And like I said, if he was offered a contract, I wouldn't take it. I'd just say keep doing what you're doing because right. what you were doing back in 2016 is now starting to pay yeah. off. It, hurt, it sucks that it took this long for it to get here, but they say change. Oh, man. Uh, now it's I didn't mean to cut you off, but they say change is slow, man. It nah, it ain't, ain't gonna happen overnight. He but yeah. he he he's done some crawling. He's done he's done a lot of crawling. It's time for that man to do some walking. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, I mean and, and I just kinda I just thought that was funny. Cal just said, you know, uh about uh about uh Carter and uh his wife. I just wanted to say, man, I hope they do not do not put Beyonce <laughs> Black Panther to no, but no, she, I'm, she's not needed. Funny. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm just throwing something out here. I'm trying to stick with the guideline, but I just wanted when you, when I when we got on Jay Z and you said that him and his wife, I just thought about that. Beat said it's fake. I sure hope it is because she deserves to be on there. It is. She no, because she can't act. Mm. No, nah, she can't. She can't give a young black up and coming no. artist, unknown actress a chance. She screwed up a Frank, a frankly Beverly song. I don't know who thought that she had the fucking <laughs> right to do that song. <laughs> a right, frankly right. Beverly a man. Like, you know why? Why? But no. I just, I just had to say that man. I do not, I, I, she is not a part of that movie. I could. Movie up. Nah, she she don't need to be anywhere near Black Panther. Keep it the way it is. If you're going to bring in another black actress, get somebody another chance. But she is in talks with, it's not, it's not, I don't know where the the Black Panther thing came from, but she is in talks with uh, Disney for three films and getting $100 million from Disney. So. If, if anything that she may do, 
they probably gonna try to make her storm or some shit with X Men or that's something. What they gonna be something that's like, what they, well, they, yeah, but no, nah, she don't need. She look. She don't need to be none of it new, but like, I like what X Men was doing. I don't know if y'all seen the latest X Men movie, but I like what X Men is doing. So I don't, I don't think she's needed at all near no, no. the MC. She, 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 she <laughs> can all, whatever. Like you said, they could probably wiggle her in with X Men or something, but she does not no, She does not need to be nowhere close near Black uh, Black Panther. I'm sorry, I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. They they think they run the fucking world. But uh, let's get back into the NFL, man. I just like I said, I don't want to get started on them, man. Uh, the NFL, like I said, they're finally speaking up on Black Lives Matters. Roger Goodell finally uh came out the came out the sand, got his hand out the sand, and is stepping up. Uh, owners are starting to step up coaches and things of that nature. The NFL is potentially going to be starting back up on time. With fans, we're not sure yet. But uh, um, what is your state? Yeah, on man, like you right said, uh, training camps um, are, you know, going to be different. Um, no fans are, you know, pretty much at this point thus far going to be allowed, um, which we knew that. Um, respected teams, like you said, are going to, you know, um, do their training camp, um, make their respective – facilities or stadiums, whatever. Um, as my thing is, if the players can train and get that training camp in and be ready, I don't care. Um, uh, I don't care. Um, as long as the season starts, I don't care if it's two games in the preseason, that would be even better. Just get the season started. But as long as these players and, and, and you know, Coaches can, you know, talk to one another, be around one another, train together, get their bodies in shapes. I'm all for that. Training camp does not have to be, you know, um, fans being there. Um, we would like it to be because um, I know we go in the team with it being, with you know, with us being here in Kansas City, Missouri, and, you know, training camp being right there in St. Joe, we go in the team as fans. But, you know, something you won't be accustomed to, um, we talked about it on the last show, like, you know, yeah, it won't be no fans. You know, they probably start up on time, no fans. But like I said, they may go to the mic up, you know, do something a little different. You know, mic players up to bring the excitement out with the crowd not being in it. So we shall see, man. Um, we shall just see. Every day is a new development. So that's all I pretty much got. Um, we got to wait and see. I know we're going to get into the NBA and stuff. So you just got to kind of wait and see what the NBA is going to do. And like I said, I know we're going to get into that, but that's pretty much my take on the NFL right right now. I mean. And I would love mm-hmm. for the players to be mic'd up. I think that will be pretty fucking great. I would enjoy that. I mean, I don't know if it's how they're gonna control the profanity because they're gonna be cussing their ass off up there. But that'd be cool to get that experience. Hear the player chatter. Uh, like we said, we don't know if fans will be implemented uh, within this scenario as of now. Um, I know my brother; he's a season ticket holder. He's spitting out his smoked sausage as we speak because he doesn't know if he's gonna be able to attend the game. He's a season ticket holder, so mm-hmm. we we'll have to see what happens with that. 
Uh, Beach, what is your thoughts on the NFL? Yeah, I, was, yeah, I know it's on the NFL. Yeah, I was going to say, did you have something old. about what is the Dale's uh, stance or something like that? Yeah, for Pretty much, you know, Cadell okay. speaking out on the Black Lives Matters and just NFL as a whole. Any random thoughts? Yeah. But you pretty much I mean, hit it on there. It, you didn't ask me. You got I was just going about not there. much. I'm going to let Beats uh, go ahead and get on here. But um, not much when it really comes to Cadell. I pretty much uh, touched, touched on him talking about the Colin Kaepernick uh, stance and things of that nature. Um, it has to be actions over verbiage and tidbits. Okay, and when it comes to this whole um, movement and what the NFL is doing to acknowledge that, I just, I, it, it's just kind of what I just mentioned some minutes ago. That's my stance for Roger Goodell. You have to show actions, not words. And like I was saying with the question, you know, pretty much it's Goodell and the NFL as a whole, the state of the NFL. Okay, well, thoughts? let me start off with Goodell. Um, I really didn't watch that video. Um, I can pretty much care less about what he has to, uh, what he has to say because you had your chance four years ago with Cap, and you dropped the ball on that. Now that there's pressure from you know America now, I guess this is the trending thing to do. You know to come out and speak against injustices uh, against African Americans now. So now you want to and. <laughs> That was a key word you just said. I'm sorry to cut you off. You said it's what? What did I say? Shit. You... <laughs> Dude, uh, oh. Trending. That yeah, is a it trending is a trending topic. topic. It's, right. it's the thing to do right now. It's the thing mm-hmm. to do right now. In my opinion, it's, it's like, when when did you ever care? It, it took mm-hmm. for you to... I'm sorry to go off on a tangent here. Now you got me you trained. You switched my focus. Now it took you... It took you watching a man uh, being, uh, you know, pretty much, I mean, a modern-day lynching for eight minutes and 46 seconds for you to find it in your heart to speak right. out against this crap. Like, uh, man, I don't understand it. But um, let me try to get back on point. Like I said, I just think the NFL is just doing it. It's a corporation. They don't want to see like the assholes. It's a market employee. They really don't care. If you really think about it, the owners have not come out and said a word, especially Big Mouth Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowgirls. Um, so, yeah, uh, you can miss me with that. You dropped the ball. You don't really care. Obviously, you own the you own the you own the game that I love. So I guess I'll still watch you. But as far as as you caring about social injustice and you giving however much money, I forgot the number, over 10 years or whatever. Um, whatever, I guess we, we'll we take the money and, uh, uh, you know, use it how we see fit or whatever, but, yeah. Oh, you talking about no, the, the NFL is giving yeah, money social to justice. social justice organizations. Uh, it's, it's, I, I don't, I don't want to be wrong because I don't want to throw out a number, but it's a significant amount of number I mean, as far as the dollar amount over 10 years. Yeah, yeah so, I oh, mean, okay. like, I, I'm not going to say, I, I'm I not going to give you an F. Yeah. I, I'm going to take the money, goddamn. But but you can you can say that because you already know that's going to be a t- tax write-off, and whatever they're get, getting, they may what, double, if not triple or quadruple more than what they're giving. So they can miss me with all that. 
Um, as far as the league just coming back, I know that um, they extended the virtual offseason until the 26th of this month. And I know that because I've seen Andy Reid back at the facility that they mm-hmm. were allowed to come back to the facility this past week. Um, then I guess I guess it's just a wait and see on on training camp and how that goes, and then as far as the preseason. So I guess that's just up in limbo. As of right now, we just gotta uh, wait and see on that. But like I said, uh, as far as them caring about social injustice, um, they don't really care. Just like how they do that thing about in uh, October for breast uh, breast. Uh, uh, breast cancer awareness month and then the military thing they don't they can I mean mm-hmm. all that shit's a fucking shit I agree and, and so fuck you. and I but just I want to them. throw a, a very important um a very important note that Beach said um why he was killing it man um the thing that makes you just cringe what Beach said is how the NFL owners how none of these owners have came out and spoke and took the stance for none of these players that have used their platform and to put themselves out there. That's the most horrific thing thus far with the NFL, and it makes you really wonder, man, none of the owners have have said anything, like B said. And I'm glad he brought that point up because it's – Man, it's 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 a trip. Like you said, none of the owners can <laughs> at least speak out about this to say, "Hey, you know what's up." I will say this: uh, there is this meme going around as far as companies that uh, have given to the 2020 campaign of Trump, and there's several NFL teams uh, mm-hmm. owners on on that list. So. I, I think that's your answer right there. Ooh. And the plot thickens. <laughs> Ooh. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, and, and, and that's another good counter are, that, uh, you know, counter that you come with. Because we know, we know the, you know, owners, um, we can name a few. Robert Kraft, and, you know, we know there's some – you know, Jerry Jones. Jerry. So, I mean, we get that. Just to be honest with you, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep uh keep this guy's name hidden in my back pocket just because he's ours. Clark Hunt may be a Trump man. Clark Hunt doesn't reside mm-hmm. in Kansas City, Missouri. Clark Hunt resides in Texas. Okay. Where well, they're notorious for that. So, you know, Clark Hunt, you never know with him neither. So, ooh, it's a very horrific situation. That's why I'm glad you brought that up about NFL owners, particularly. Yep. Well, man, well, we just have to play it by ear on the state of the NFL and, like, you know, with the teams coming back and things of that nature. But, uh, like you said, the uh, owners are not speaking up. Uh, it's not nothing that's, it's not nothing that's, I'm trying to think of a way to, it's not in their <laughs> looking glass, I guess I could say. It's nothing that's related to them. As long as these players get out on the field and do what they need to do, that's all they're worried about. Which I'm surprised it hasn't been any backlash from them players grouping together making that video because that wasn't even past 
you know, through the NFL. It was something they I did think, on their own. Like, I, like, we, like I posed you know, the question that. earlier, I think the thing that shifted it was Patrick Mahomes in the video. Mm-hmm. To be honest with right. you, he's the, he, right. he just won a championship. Last year he was the MVP. This year you win the championship. You're the Super Bowl MVP. You're the face of the league, and you come out and say that. What more can you do? You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't back. But you can't blackball mm-hmm. him like you did mm-hmm. Kaepernick. Now, no, you can't. So just to be honest with you, I agree with you so, be so much on that because this is just my. It's 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 magnified as if Tom Brady would have came out and said something. Patrick Mahomes is now mm-hmm. <laughs> on right. that level of a Tom Brady, of a Peyton Manning, so of an Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. And so, yeah. and that's the thing. Pat is unique. He has a white mother and an African-American father, and I'm going to just leave that at that. All right. Well, like I said, that's 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 real big for our young general, which just shows what a leader he is on and off the field. Uh, but let's go on off into another topic uh, that uh, we were kind of talking about the last few days on the Black Lives Matters funding. Uh, they're being backed behind a, a group called Act Blue, uh, which we were doing some research on it, which is a part of the Democrat Party on buying uh, uh, certain representatives throughout the Democrat Party. But, Beach, this is something that you kind of brought up to my mm-hmm. me and Lee's attention. I'll let you kind of steer ahead this one, you know, so I don't sound uh, – I mean, I understand what's going on, but this is your topic, so I'll let you go. Yeah, I'm going to have a caveat, that. too. Uh, uh, do your own research uh, on this topic yourself and find out the information yourself. Yes, I'm going to be speaking about this, but I don't know everything. I'm still learning it myself. So just take it with a caveat. If it interests you and you want to learn more about it, you you have Google. You can, uh, you know, type in uh, PACs and Black Lives Matter and do your own research on it. Um, actually, this um, this topic was actually brought to me by my girlfriend. And so she's big into conspiracy theories. And she follows a couple pages and then they had this video saying, oh, did you know Black Lives Matters is 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 uh, backed by George Soros? I think that's his name. And they're funding uh, Democratic uh, presidential candidates. And so I see the video. She shows me the video. I see it. And so I'm like, OK, I can watch the video and just take what they're saying for Barbatum or I can do my research like I'm asking you guys to do. So I go to Black Lives Matter. I go to the donate page. And then at the bottom, there's this act blue uh, kind of fine print that says, you know, that, you know, it's in fine print. They don't necessarily say that they're funding, uh, um, excuse me, um, the Democratic Party, but it's in fine print. It's worded in a way that makes you kind of question, but it, it, it pretty much says that Black Lives Matter is funded or are backed by this act blue. So that, in my mind, so I'm like, okay, now I have to Google Act Blue, and so when you go to Act Blue, you will see that um, they're pretty much a software and uh, uh, sponsor type of organization company that collects money for Democratic 
uh, politicians' uh, electoral campaigns. So they put money towards uh, Democrats for their campaigns. So I pose, so I pose a question to Lee and Cal as far as what do you guys think about this? Because I didn't know anything about it, and I just wanted their opinion. And just so somebody that I could, uh, you know, have come have a conversation with back and forth. Besides my girlfriend, who's deep into conspiracies, which when she sees that, her her mind is all they're taking, they're using this to fund this, and I can't actually, you know, have like a, I can't, I mean, I can have a conversation, but it's just like, oh, she believes it. I can't like just have a conversation to where we try to figure it out. So. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. And then so uh, within this, I uh, was watching The Breakfast Club, and you guys should as well. There's an episode on YouTube with Ebony K. Williams, and she breaks down in the interview that we, as the Black community, should be participating in PACs. I'm sorry I'm about to butcher this because I don't know what the A stands for. I have read on it and I have researched it, but I can't remember what the A stands for, but it's political A committee. There are a bunch of organizations like that. You have the NRA, you have Planned Parenthood. She actually speaks about this in the in her interview with the Breakfast Club. You have, uh, uh, what's the other one? You have like the farming and then you have like There's police low. unions, you have right. teachers unions that have PACs that put money, by, put their collective money together. They donate monthly or whatever to this organization. And on this organization, organization's behalf, they put money behind political candidates that have similar interests and that will pass legislation based on this group's interests. And so as we get back to the to circle it back around to Black Lives Matter, my point is most Black people don't know that Black Lives Matter, as far as their organization, is a PAC, and that they're putting um, every, every money. So as far as when you see like celebrities or these different things on social media saying, oh, Black Lives Matter, donate to this fund so we could, I don't know, as far as whatever towards the movement, they're taking that money and putting that money in this act blue for Democratic candidate election campaign. So I guess to I guess whoever aligns with their interests. My question is, I don't have a I mean, I guess my statement is I don't have a problem with that. My problem is is that um I believe like the public doesn't necessarily know that Black Lives Matter is doing this as far as, or they're just not informed, but you do have, like like I said, the social media, some of these people, and I will call them coons, or you have conservatives on the right wing that make these videos that are, you know, kind of targeted towards the black community. Oh, look where your, look where your money's going towards with Black Lives Matter. It's going towards these white uh, democratic uh, politicians. Well, there's, 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 Hacks on the other side too that goes towards uh, Republicans as well. So I mean that's kind of the spill of the whole thing as far as you know, packs and things like that. Like I said, um, there is a lady. Her name is Ebony K. Williams. She's very uh, knowledgeable. She uh, has many uh, uh, lawyer degrees and doctorate degrees, and she was on uh, the Breakfast Club talking about that. And I was just saying as far as supposed to be in a cow that we should together as a community, a black community, 
get behind a pack. It doesn't have to be. There are other. Yeah, Anchor was like, these niggas are getting too political. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never lied. Uh-uh. No, no, he let them talk to sports and shit, but nah. <laughs> After shit, all shit. They dropped the ball on all this shit. These niggas, these niggas is unfolding everything. <laughs> huh? What you say? I'm talking about Anchor, like, nah, these niggas is getting too political. They talking about packs and shit, nah. Cut their ass off. But yeah, I'll go, ahead now, and, I'll go ahead and pick it back up. I'm going to leave that shit in there. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, excuse me. But yeah, I'm still doing my research. And like I'm saying, like the black community as a whole, we should get, you know, we should vote in the block. No, we don't have to, you know, get behind Black Lives Matters pack, but there are other black packs that we can put our money towards. You know, you can donate, you know, five or 10 bucks each month, you know, to these organizations that will uh, put money behind candidates that, have our best interests at heart. And like I was telling uh, Cal, you know, after you do your little term or whatever, and you don't do what we say, you know, we'll put our money behind somebody else that will do for us. And you're going to meet somebody in the back room and you're going to get your ass fucked up because you said <laughs> you do for us and you did not abide by that contract. So now you must pay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, and, uh, that's and like how you just feel about it. So I just wanted to throw that in there and just inform the, community on that and uh and just uh yeah real yeah, speed and, and that was a really good good ass topic to talk about because they we don't we don't know about certain things we don't it's certain things we don't have within the black community and these packs and these super packs is a way for us to get our voice out there ebony very beautiful lady was breaking it down to where we could understand why people were doing certain things or why other ethnicities and groups do things of this nature. The Jewish people with the Israeli packs, like you said, Planned Parenthood, NRA, they're using this money to get politicians to back their causes. And if we can come together as black people all across the country and start a major super PAC to where we can get politicians to play things off and within our favor to get our foot in the door. We're not, like she said, we're not even in the game. We ain't even on the bench. We in the, we in the fucking stands. If we can get on the bench and get that one player to come off the bench to potentially start, it'll be big. Yep. Black people can get their voice out. So these packs, this is something to look into. Like I said, we're not totally educated, but it's something that had my antennas up hearing it. Mm-hmm. And like he said, go check out this woman's uh, interview on the Breakfast Club because it helps me. It helped me understand what the hell we were talking about or what's What's going on? Mm-hmm. And it just and, and like you said, man, knowledge is power, man. Um, I know it may sound cliche or whatever, but it's real because like for Beats to really break it down, how he broke it down when he talked about this um, the other day when we were talking, you know, he kind of hit me to it and had me kind of looking into it. And uh, <clears throat> that's the thing, like what I said, man. It needs to be those organization or, you know, the, the those organizations, you know, PACs um, that are formed, 
you know, I really do agree. Um, I kind of made the uh, comment earlier, you know, um, when we were talking or the other day, you know, where celebrities could really help, you know, with the gamesmanship and the and the um, structure of these packs. You know, um, you have your platform, you have the money. Um, it needs to be things like that. There is no... I agree. I haven't um, paid attention to the video on the sister that you're talking about, you know, um, pretty much breaking this whole act blue thing down. But that's what it needs to be um, like the Black Panther, um, the Black Panther Party came together and formed. You know, it needs to be these organizations slash packs that we're talking about that we can just help each other build on. You know, because that's a very good analogy for her to put it like that. I'm I'm very interested to listen to her myself for her to put it like, hey, we ain't even in the game or on the bench yet. We in the stands. That's mm-hmm. a hell of a way to put it. So, you know, um, it's not going it, it, it has to start from within, like Beach was saying, within the uh, black communities and investing money, you know, toward impacts. Uh, that's what people are going to want to see. They're not going to want it to go towards some democratic campaign and things of that nature. They're want they're going to want the money that they're investing to stay within their community and within the roots. So that is very critical and big. And um, just a credit to Beats for you know and um, his lady, you know, for uh, really delving into that. You know, just to shed some light and some knowledge on your community that may be blinded. Yeah, I just want to hop back in here and uh, I guess just kind of cap it off. Like like Ebony K. Williams did say, I mean, it's pretty much like they're playing chess, we're playing checkers. And, Mm. you know, we got to get in the game. And, like, I was just going to end on this point. I don't care if it's Democrat or Republican, because if you really think about it, out out of all the years and decades that but yeah, um, the analogy um, I haven't really of the sister, um, Sister Williams, I was speaking about, um, you know, the video, I haven't been able to really catch that. But, you know, that analogy, like I was saying, she used, you know, um, of not being in the game. We ain't even on the bench, on the court, let alone we just up in the stands. You know, that just had me intrigued to really listen to her and, you know, how she's breaking down these packs slash organization. It's just, you know, just something to uh, be aware of just to know. So I'm very interested, um, you know, to really get more informa- information, you know, concerning this. And yeah, and another I, thing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, B. No, I was just going to. No, go ahead. Huh? No, go ahead, bro. Uh, I was just going to uh, try to uh, not necessarily wrap it up, but just kind of add to it as far as another analogy, well, several analogies. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, they're playing chess and we're playing checkers. And then another thing that uh, she said was as far as real political power is when you give these candidates money and then they actually win and get into office, the real change is when you can actually make a call to them yourself, even if it is an organization that represents you and say, we need this, this and this. And then they'll go do it. One, because you you backed them 
one, with the money to help their campaign so they can keep on running. And then two, when you went out on election day and to vote. So that's all I wanted to say. And one more thing, another big person that I had watched a documentary on Netflix about the Black Godfather, which is a brother by the name of uh, Clarence Avant. And she talks about how Clarence Avant put $1 million of his own personal money towards the Kennedy campaign. And he was able to pick up the phone and call President Kennedy and say, hey, we need this, 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 and that. So that goes all the way back to what Beats was talking about on these paths that we're trying to form or that we need to form in order to be have these politicians available to us to make what we feel that matters within our communities have things happen for our community. So these pack things, these super packs, that's where, where we need to get to, mm-hmm. is a big thing for our community so we can start having things. And it starts with owning, like I like to say, owning politicians. But if y'all get a chance, check out The Black Godfather. It's on Netflix and it talks about uh, Clarence Avant which was a big uh, pivotal figure back in the day as far as black people for music, film, television, and politics. He's a, he was a big player back then, doing it, doing it all on his own. So he's some, somebody that y'all may want to check out because she made a reference to him mm-hmm. in, her, uh, in her interview. And I have already seen that documentary, so I found that kind of crazy that she, uh, mm-hmm. she, mentioned, she, uh, she mentioned him, but he's somebody that... Uh, that you wouldn't want to know. He recently passed away uh, last year, but he was a big fixture within the black community and black people, like I said. So that's, that's somebody to check. I just want to add one more thing. Sorry, before we move on, because uh, you kind of just brought it back up when you keep on saying super PAC. So I just want to break it down. And she breaks it down in her interview too. But I just want to, just in case you guys don't uh, get to that or even check it out, I just want to break it down for you right quick. Um, so a regular pack, um, it's capped because I guess for some reason you're associated with the uh, the candidate, and it's capped at at five thousand dollars. With super packs, um, excuse me, that's unlimited money that collective collectively that you can put behind a candidate. So that's unlimited, and so. I guess another uh, example, and she gave this in the interview, as far as like Trump, she gave some organization that, you know, sometimes if if you see during campaign uh, years or whatever, during the uh, campaign run, they'll run these ads or whatever, but it will have like Trump in it, but it doesn't say at the end, uh, this ad is, uh, is by the Trump uh, campaign or anything. It will say it's by such and such organization pack or whatever. So that's that's kind of what they're are are concerned uh Americans or some shit she had right something like that. Uh yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to break that down just so. in case people were kind of confused what he's talking about super packs and then what's a super pack. So I just wanted to um uh, but yeah, yeah if you listen if you listen to the interview she'll she'll break it down in detail pretty much mm-hmm. what we're talking about. We're just trying to get it get it out here uh, so people that know. Because like I said, we was curious on the whole Black Life thing. And when you go to donate, that act blue pops up. And so we beast brought it to my attention and lead attention. So we looked up into it. So like I said, it's always good to be educated on something. Uh, but let's get off into the NBA. The NBA is potentially trying to return, I guess, 
midpoint, early beginning part of July. Uh, they are supposed to be going to the uh, Disney facilities. Uh, like I said, I don't know how many courts may be in that uh, facility, but it's a very big facility. So I'm pretty sure they have multiple courts. But they're potentially trying to make a return for 22, uh, 22 teams tournament, as we know. Uh, but uh, Lee, what are your thoughts on NBA potentially returning? <clears throat> yeah, um, I just think – you know, with them coming back with this supposed 22-team tournament, um, I guess, I mean, right now it's mixed feelings throughout the NBA, just uh, to say the least. Um, you have some players that are with this notion, and you have some players that are, you know, obviously against this notion in returning in this fashion. So um, it's interesting to see how the NBA um, and Adam Silver, they um, handled this. Um, like a, that was a question I, uh, I uh, opposed to, to you guys earlier. You know, is this a multiple court or just one court thing or, you know, so I feel like what the NBA – is going to do is going to be a domino effect with what the NFL is going to be able to do. And, you know, if they can pull it off, I mean, I'm, you know, I guess the main core guys are all for it. So seems like it's going to go down. It's just a day-to-day, hourly-to-hourly thing. Like every day is a new development. So that's where I stand with it. So, And Beast, what are your thoughts? Man? I'm just really interested to see how this is going to play out because you, like you right. was uh, referring to, you have some players that are not in agreement with this. Uh, I'll have a uh, uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, you know, he came out and made some statements uh, recently about it uh, on a conference call with the uh, with the league. Um, so I'm really interested in that. And then also, just as far as you know. Um, just the, just like the tournament of itself, just to determine a champion, you won't have it'd be all on neutral sites. So you won't have the effect of you know the home crowd on the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And especially for the finals, you won't have that swing as far as oh home home court advantage or whatever that swing or whatever. You win a couple games and then you can switch or whatever. Like you. Like, so it's going to be the first time that a champion will be uh, be crowned without, you know, home court advantage or having that crowd behind it. Right. Yeah, it's going to be different if they decide to pursue it. Like you said, some players on the agreements with it and some players aren't. Uh, but is Kyrie Irving's team even one of the teams that was picked for the tournament? That's what I was wondering. I don't even think the Brooklyn. Nah, match. I don't. Nah, they, they wouldn't know. Either. I think the I think the Pelicans were in a way better position than them. And, I believe. Uh, because I think he was just speak. I, don't don't uh quote me on you know quote me on this, but I think he was just speaking on the experience and the. The whole tournament in itself. I don't. I don't even know if the. I mean, because I know Kevin Durant came out a couple days ago and said, you know, um, when things resume back up, he won't. His season is over. So 
he won't be playing, but I don't know if he meant that because his team is in contention involved with this tournament or he was just speaking on it. I really don't know. Or maybe it's, he's one of the they're one of the play-ins because he said he he has reservations about going down to Orlando. Mm. So I guess they may be in it. Yeah, the Pelicans they're in the Western Conference, mm. so in the Right. That's but um okay, uh but now this is now this is pretty interesting. One of the the, the America's I guess I ain't gonna say least watch because it is some people that watch it. Uh, but major league soccer will be returning mm-hmm. uh possibly within the next few weeks. Uh they're gonna be down at Disney mm-hmm. as well. Uh they have soccer facilities down there and there will be multiple games as I have seen on ESPN, multiple games playing uh, during their tournament. I don't really know the uh, ins and outs of how many teams will be in it and how many games, but they do have multiple uh, fields, and it will be multiple games playing at once during their tournament. But they will be the first uh, Americanized team or uh, or, uh, sport that's returning to uh, that's coming back. Besides, you know, UFC they was already doing it, but as for sports like you know soccer and baseball, they're going to be the first ones coming back. So, what do y'all think about that? No, it is what it is. Like you said, I really don't play pay too much attention to soccer or nothing like that. So, you know, I mean, hopefully the NBA can you know kind of go with some little you know structure that they're kind of going with it's just a domino effect you know but it is something to pay attention to you know um there are people that you know has has that excitement for soccer and things of that nature so um just the fact that they're getting back out there to compete like beach saying you don't have the home crowd and stuff like that so but it would be interesting to see how all these sports adjust to the no fan home field advantage, mm-hmm. sort of speak. You know, whether it's soccer, uh, baseball, whatever. It's just it's just gonna be interesting to see how all sports adjust to the new norm. Right. Yeah, as far as the MLS, um, like like my fellow uh, colleagues here, uh, I'm not that versed in it. Not that I really care, um, but see um, <laughs> on a social media post. I guess they have different pools that you know. I guess they just randomly. I don't know. I don't know if it was like a lottery. Just put teams in different pools, and then they're gonna play within those pools, and then. It goes on just like a tournament from there. You know, I guess it's kind of like the World Cup type of thing, how they have those different pools. You're in your pool A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. You know what I mean? And, yeah, so, I mean, that's the only little tidbit I can look, at least give on it. But as far as, like, the teams and who can win it, win it all, I have no clue. I guess just go Sporting KC, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, yeah, we're all in agreement. We don't really follow. But for the people that watch it, you have your sport. I mean, back. people do watch it. There's a lot. I see uh, a lot of people around the Kansas City area with those uh, sporting KC decals on the uh, 
back of their car. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they're just a. It's not mm-hmm. like the the Sporting KC is just any old regular soccer team. They did win the championship, you know. So, right. You know, um, yeah, th- that's a pretty good team that um, we do have with Sporting KC. Mm-hmm. But right, I heard they be, they be partying at those games. You know, like I said, I just don't really follow the sport. The sport. Yeah, but you know, it's good to have something back. You know, that people that enjoy that sport they can watch. You know, so uh, we got that coming back. But other than that, guys, is, is there anything else that you guys want to touch bases on? Or yeah, I got a couple. Uh, just before we came on, um, I know earlier today. Uh, uh, J.J. White made a post from, uh, responding to some uh, person talking about kneeling for the national anthem, talking about, oh, I know J.J. White will stand for the anthem. He wrote back, A, one, don't speak for me. Two, um, if you think that it's about uh, the flag, then you haven't been uh, listening to, what uh, you know, pretty much the past couple weeks. Then there is another one where somebody made a uh, comment to Baker Mayfield, something about, oh, uh, if you kneel or something, I'm going to pull my hair out. And then Baker Mayfield uh, replied, well, you better pull your hair out because uh, this season I'm kneeling. And then also uh, Mm. Bill O'Brien, for the head coach of the uh, Houston, Texas, says he will kneel with players this season as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad that you bring those up because I did see that one earlier with Bill O'Brien and that kind of, you know, raised my eyebrows like, mm, like, oh, OK, mm-hmm. so he's going to, you know, that like I was kind of, you know, kind of kind of to revert back a little bit. Like I was saying, you know, about the NFL owners, you know, um, that's kind of, you know, it's kind of. It's kind of sad to say the least that you had a coach come out, and Andy Reid has been vocal as well um, about everything going on and like standing firm behind Pat. But um, with Bill O'Brien coming out and saying that, it's just kind of like, dang, you know. Um, and you didn't have no no chatter from any owner, but um, you know that. that um, I just wanted to say that that was interesting that you bring that up, and um, um, and that's. Um, with JJ White, JJ Watt saying that, and him being resided in Texas and things of that nature, I feel that that's big. That's what it's going to take. You know, um, it just can't be just BLM. We get this done. You know, because I feel what to help help this movement. You know, like I said, you, with you bringing this up, some of the white superstars, you know, will kind of help this movement as well. So the Kudos and thumbs up to Baker Mayfield. I know we give them a hard time and things of that nature, but these guys are woke and they're not blinded to what's going on in this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't say no better than you, man. And I was just saying that'd just be a that'd be an interesting sight on uh, you know opening night against us. So. Mm-hmm. Let's see how this all unfolds, man. Like I said, it's good to have uh, white athletes and uh, other people, uh, other white people within their various lanes as uh, actors or uh, sports analysts. It seems like everybody's coming together on this. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, 
it's good to be unified, but we can't get unified within ourselves. Like I said on the last pod, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna mean nothing. Uh, but um, you guys got anything else, Lee? No, no. This was you know good show, good show, good show. All right. Well, that kind of concludes another episode of Sports Talk KC. I'm Cowboy. Checking for me, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook as Calvia. Beats is they checking for you. Where can they find you? You're looking for me, you're checking for me. D Beats1492. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, all the above. <laughs> Lee, if they checking for you. <laughs> Lee, if they checking for you. Oh, hey, hold on, hold on. Hold on, man. Hold on. Say, you make TikTok video if again? I what? Have you made you a TikTok video yet? Yeah, I have a couple on there. I don't dance or nothing on there. It's just me making beats. Oh, okay. I thought you were doing you know, dancing. <laughs> no, I will get on there and dance. I, I like to dance shit. I will get on there. I don't know how to do that new dance shit, whatever they put. <laughs> Nigga, I'm too old for that. But I get on there and do mm-hmm. some old school moves. Shit, I don't give a damn. But yeah, Lee, if they're checking for you, where can they find you? Yeah, man, I was telling uh, I was telling Beats the other day, like, yeah, man, shit, I gotta get on Instagram and Twitter and all that, so I can say, yeah, y'all catch me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But now, nah, <laughs> you know, I just thought that was kind of funny. But nah, man, uh, mm-hmm. catch me on Facebook at Radham Jones Lee eighty six, man. Um, you know, um, we're here, steady. You know, just dropped episode forty five. We gonna keep them coming, so. You know, um, to my listeners, just keep listening, and we appreciate all the support from everyone. Um, just keep checking us out. Just keep checking us out. All right, then, y'all. Well, shit, we'll see you here in a few weeks. Peace and love. Yep, yep.